The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. Back over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the Great Pacific Northwest, and we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Apparently, the freezing fog is uh, here to torment me, um, but maybe uh, it'll just be this fall and not last through Christmas like it usually does. So good morning, Mr. Finelli. How goes your battle? Living to fight another day as always. <laughs> Josh has, for those of you that have kids and remember when they were little, Josh says everybody in his house is sick, including his wife. And so uh, This is my one, the one time I have made it through without catching no, you better not gonna live. Josh is actually excited to, more excited to come to work than any place these days <laughs> don't let his wife know that funny thing. how that works all right if you want to be part of the program you have a question or comment call us the number here is 877-670-7117 or you can always send us an email by going to our website financial folk or sorry northwestquadrantwealth.com that old site is gone now all right, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. There's still plenty of interesting things if you do what Josh and I do for a living and follow markets. There's lots of interesting things going on. Not all of it good, but it certainly doesn't mean it's not interesting, uh, especially with what's going on with that uh, sex cult in the Bahamas, as, as Josh Brown said. Uh, so U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were down a little bit, down about a half a percent last week. Um, so, you know, had a banner week the week before where markets ripped higher uh, and little steam came out of the market last week. Uh, as Josh and I were talking, if you looked at the NASDAQ and a lot of the high flyers that had a huge week uh, two weeks ago, um, a lot of those names rolled over and a lot of that gains that were were to be had last week, or two weeks ago, came out last week. Uh, international developed market stocks were 1% higher. Uh, so we saw some uh, outperformance from international because the emerging markets uh, had even a better week. That's where we saw the most outperformance last week. Uh, inter- emerging market stocks were up uh, about 3%, so a banner week for uh, EM. Uh, it's about time. Uh, and in fact, if you look at international over the last month, it's had dramatic outperformance, so we shall see how that plays now out. Now that the uh, Communist Party Congress is over, the Chinese are going back to good old monetary stimulus and pumping <laughs> juice in the system, bailing out the property market. And making up GDP reports. Uh, U.S. small cap stocks uh, had a rough week. They underperformed. They were down one and three quarters percent. Uh, it's really interesting to us when we look at what's going on in the small and mid-cap markets that they're continuing to underperform. Uh, when you look at the dynamics in the markets right now, that's the market that is the most attractive, at least domestically. Uh, in the bond market, we saw yields uh, go lower and prices go higher. So in uh, the aggregate bond index, think of the S&P 500 of the bond world. Uh, that was up about a half a percent last week from a price perspective, uh, which meant yields were lower. But we did see the short end of the yield curve move higher and the long end of the yield curve move lower. One-year Treasury is 4.68%. You heard me right. And a 10-year Treasury is 3.78%. So hugely inverted yield curve in a second. We'll so talk about that a little wide, more. Widest level since 2000. Uh, so we got the producer price index, which is think about uh, inflation at the wholesale level. That came in lower than expectations, and markets uh, rallied on that. And the funny thing about uh, when markets rally on this economic data that points to potentially the Fed pumping the brakes on the rate hikes, that's the chairman of the Fed sends out his minions, his other Fed governors, uh, to uh, to say, well, that's not right, and we're going to keep going. So whatever you market participants think might happen, uh, that's not what we're telling you. We're telling you something very after, different. After that monster rally in the wake of uh, the missed expectations on CPI last week you know, in the office, we talked about, oh, the cavalcade of uh, messaging is going to come in the weeks to come between the next Fed meeting in December. And 
uh, they're sending him out, and Bullard seems to be the best messenger. He's the one that really moves markets. Well, Bullard, the other thing that Bullard can say whatever he wants because his term is up, and then yeah. he has one more Fed meeting, and then he's done. So he's not going to be a Fed governor after this year. So you know, Bullard said that you know the range could be anywhere from five and a quarter all the way up to seven percent. Uh, for the Fed funds rate, you know, we don't think the 7% is going to happen, but, and I don't think he does either, but that's sort of the potential high end of the range, as he said, and uh, markets really didn't react all that strongly to it uh, because they didn't believe him, I Uber, guess. When Uber dove, Neil Kashkari is out there saying we've got a lot more tightening to do as well. Uh, you know, the messaging, they are certainly, they've coalesced around the idea that they need to talk markets lower. Well, as the saying goes, would you rather build a bridge that's 100 feet too long or 10 feet too short? And I think <laughs> They, they're going for the 100 feet too long versus the 10 feet too short. Yeah. And so if I were you, if I were a market participant, which we are, we plan for that, not the, you know, coming roaring back and buying junk stocks. Uh, gold was down about a half a percent, 17.62 an ounce, and oil was down 6%, 81 bucks a barrel. We saw a big move in the oil markets uh, last week. Obvious, obvious worries around demand. Demand uh, destruction has, you know, the concerns in the market shift from interest rate increases to earnings revisions, and we'll talk about that more in a second. So retail sales uh, came in better than expected, actually, which is interesting. But then you look at what's happening in the economy. Consumer debt is at an all-time high, uh, highest it's ever been on an absolute and relative basis. And so people are continuing to spend money, but they're doing it not from savings or earnings. They're doing it by adding debt. Uh, which is sort of customary for this part of the cycle. It happens historically, this part of the cycle. Uh, but then you looked at retail earnings. You know, we got reports from some big names, and uh, some of those names got – I mean, you look at Target, they were down – their earnings were down 50% year over year. So uh, the data comes at choppy at the, this part of the cycle, probably as you head into a uh, more defined recession um, where, you know, you get the retail sales numbers at the top level as being decent, but then you see what's fueling it, which is debt, which isn't good. Um, and I just, we just talked about the yield curve. The yield curve is, is very inverted, the most inverted it's ever been, which, you know, historically that has been a great indicator of a recession. And we don't, at this point, this is sort of the most tele telegraphed <clears throat> recession in the history of recessions. Uh, but, you know, the, incur the yield, inverted yield curve, meaning long end of the treasury yield curve has a lower yield than the short end. Uh, that has almost always predicted a recession. And, you know, the fact that it's so inverted, we think that's going to, uh, you know, we're going to have another recession. Um, as we just talked about, the Fed is absolutely trying to talk down asset prices. So, you know, everybody on TV debates, you know, this messaging from the Fed. But there's no question in Josh in my mind that the Fed is trying to talk down asset prices because if they can do that without having to be too aggressive about raising rates, uh, then they can deal with inflation and they can do this so-called soft landing. But uh, the, the talking down only works a little bit. They need to act follow it up with actions and that's what's ultimately going to be uh, painful for markets so josh talk to us about earnings season it's mostly almost over. almost wrapped up here more important uh beat rates about the same 70 percent. but more importantly the earnings growth rate uh if you look back five months uh earning growth rate was 12 percent year on year uh we've now declined to four percent year on year earnings growth uh x energy it's actually negative four percent so all earnings growth across the s p 500 is uh, coming specifically from energy, and you've actually got negative earnings growth elsewhere. Uh, that's as a result of the disappointing results from big tech and uh, financials. You know, the lack of deal making in the business, uh, investment banking, et cetera, for the major banks, not so great uh, for the overall headline. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you look at the tech sector where massive layoffs. I mean, Amazon just announced its biggest uh, amount of layoffs, 10,000 jobs cut. So we're starting to see it, um, and you know that works its way through the economy. Uh, the data in the housing market is absolutely rolling over. When you look at that data, it's crazy month to month how much it's declining, and year over year it's down a ton. Uh, the one bright spot in the U.S. economy is continues to be the labor market. Unemployment is still under 4%, but that good news tr will turn out to be bad news for markets because the Fed has two mandates, remember, one is the inflation rate at 2% and the other is full employment and we're at full employment. So it clears the way for them to continue to try to get our uh, inflation rate close to that 2% number. And while 7.7% last month was better than expected, 77 by my math, I know I went to a state school, but my math, 77 is a long ways away from 2% when you're talking about inflation. So inflation's headed in the right direction, but we still have a long way to go, and it can come back really quickly, and that's what the Fed is most concerned about. All right, if you want to be part of the program, give us a call, 
877-670-7117 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, Due to popular demand, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2022 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Comes at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free admission. Free parking. Free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspa-sale.com. I just have one thing on my list this year. I gotta get comfortable with something, anything. I hear you. What I've been doing is finding ways to spend my money wisely on things that make me comfortable. Things that'll last a while, provide security, comfort, and value. I like that idea. How about an impressive selection of sweet furniture and mattresses? Up to 50% off at Wilson's of Redmond. I could get comfortable with that. Dining room sets, bedroom sets, over 700 accessories, all up to 50% off. Amish handcrafted furniture from Country Classic Collection. Stressless Southern Motion. Leather Italia. Flex Steel. New models from England Furniture. Made in America. Give the gift of comfort and save up to 50%. Free delivery and special financing. Make your choices very comfortable indeed. Wilson's of Redmond. Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it comfortable for 60 years. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal cage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall, if you're allergic to pork, or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N-info.com. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. If you'd like to uh, sign up for a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your financial plan, your asset allocation, portfolio, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, to get one of those scheduled, call the office. The number here is 1-800-743-0988, or you can go to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. Do we need an 800 number anymore? Do people care about that anymore? I was thinking about that. Like, 
who, what is that anyways anymore? I don't know. It's kind of like when we pay our phone bill and get the long distance on there. Still. Yeah, right? You mean in the office? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with all of the craziness that's going on in the crypto world with the FDX implosion and uh, all of the interesting soap opera stuff that's happening on uh, in that world. Um, per, perhaps one of the best stories that uh, of 2022. I, so far. Yeah. In our in the financial markets. Yeah, so it's, much it's bigger. definitely the most interesting story. Yeah. So um, w one of the things, you know, we look at that obviously all the time because it's talked about more than it should be, but it's still talked about. Um, and uh, there's a guy named Jesse Felder. He, he, he talks about this a lot, and he, he put out some, some tweets. He's based in Bend, actually. I think um, he splits time between Bend and Sedona. Uh, he sh they said, we show that a rising Bitcoin price is followed by entry of new participants in Bitcoin. About 40% of these new users are men under 35 who are commonly identified as the most risk-seeking segment of our population. <laughs> um, what the funny thing is, is they, there are also some data that came out last week that over 70% of the people that own Bitcoin now are underwater, meaning their cost basis, what they paid for Bitcoin is higher than its current price, uh, which is quite interesting. You know, for a long time, uh, when Bitcoin was going straight up and it got to almost 70,000, 71,000 or whatever it was per Bitcoin, um, you know, everybody had, was, had made money on their purchase, but now so many people bought it at way above where we are at now. Um, I don't know that the shareholder base is quite as stable uh, as it once was. There's still well, going to the, be per people that protect their basis. The, hod the hodlers will exist, the true believers that were never looking to uh, you know, re-denominate that money back into fiat. The, they're there. They're still hodling. But yeah, yeah, of course they're there, and, they're, and they'll be there probably a lot of them till, till the end, but uh, you know, it's, it's a very interesting time in crypto. Uh, as a lot of those cryptos implode, and a lot of them that existed don't exist anymore. The, the new, the new incremental buyer, you know, in the rationale for most people buying it was, of course, because it was going up, and uh, <laughs> the lack of familiarity with it. You know, there was a large pool of prospective buyers, but uh, as the price continued to rise, but now it's widely familiar, and there's less entrance into the market, uh, so it's going to be difficult to see a reversal in the price action. Another not so net, not so positive sign for the U.S. economy: uh, household debt uh, in household debt during the third quarter increased at the fastest pace in 15 years, uh, mostly in credit card and mortgage balances. That's according to the Federal Reserve. Total jet debt uh, in the third quarter jumped by 351 billion three-month period. That's the largest nominal quarterly increase since 2007. That brings the collective household IOU of the US, U.S. population, so don't think of the government, think of individuals, to $16.5 trillion. That's the highest ever. It was up 2.2% in the quarter and 8.3% higher than a year ago. So what is happening is the American consumer had great balance sheet after the coronavirus when they got all that free money and couldn't spend it. Uh, and now uh, they started to spend it, obviously, when the, econ the global economy opened up. And they got used to that lavish spending in restaurants and all the things that they were doing and haven't stopped even though they're, they don't. And so what they're doing in order to fuel that is uh, increasing their debt at record levels. And when, and you, so see all, when you see all that data about uh, the American consumer balance sheet being more flush with cash than ever before, that is disproportionately weighted to the upper end consumer. And we see that a lot across our practice, of course. Uh, we've got a large portion of our client base that could con never conceivably spend the money they have. And those are the people that are more flush than ever, uh, the average working person. is. But they don't change the needle in the no. economy at all because their spending is pretty steady no matter yeah. what. And the, but it's the average participant in the economy that is uh, keeping it going by adding leverage. Which is not good. All right. Um, so Vanguard and Morningstar do uh, some really good studies, but Vanguard is the is the primary source of this information. Uh, and they have this white paper called uh, Putting a Value on Your Value, Quantifying your a Good Financial Advisor's Value. So what they did is they looked at, you know, if somebody were to hire a good fee-based fiduciary financial advisor uh, that, you know, invested in low-cost uh, index funds or ETFs, you know, did all the things essentially that we do at Northwest Quadrant, did, did the right thing uh, by their clients, they tried to quantify what that, percentages to the average retail investor relative to what retail investors are doing on their own. So this isn't everybody. We know that some of you as a retail investor that don't have any help uh, do a great job for yourself and we commend you for that. But this is sort of looking at the averages across everybody 
and, and what that number is. And, and essentially, and we can break this down, but essentially Vanguard says that uh, having a financial advisor, uh, a good financial advisor like the one you know that I just described, uh, can add uh, or even exceed at 3% annually to your performance of your account. Now, it's not 3% in a straight line. A lot of times uh, in a bear market, you know, you, you might have a 25 or 30% correction in the, in the market. And let's say you didn't have a financial advisor to coach you to stay in the market. Uh, you go to cash. And then when the market recovers, you don't get in until after it's up 100%. Um, you know, having stayed in the market and getting all those gains makes you know accounts for a big percentage of that three percent annualized been, number and we should we should note they've been doing this study for 21 years so they have a lot of data about average retail investor returns versus those because they have a ton of retail investor money and these numbers have been audited by vanguard's own compliance department as well as finra the financial industry uh, regulatory authority so the regulators are good with it too yep so they look at a bunch of different uh, modules one being uh, cost-effective implement, implementation, so using low-cost investments, that adds about 30 basis points, or 0.3% a year. Rebalancing people's accounts, that adds about 14 basis points, or 0.14. Behavioral coaching, this adds by far the most, somewhere between zero and 2% per year just by helping people do the right thing when it's really hard for them to do it. So there's two sides to that, right? It's not allowing them to take more risk when markets are really good than they should. And more importantly, coaching them to stay invested when they want to jump on the sword and say, this time it's different. And this president and all this stuff that people come up with to get out of the market, uh, a good financial advisor doing what we say, uh, we say every time, instead of selling them an annuity, you hear me, Eugene, uh, <laughs> keeping them invested in the market. And of, course, of course, that decision compounded it's, itself over time. So that 150, you know, that one and a half percent is just annualized per year. Uh, where you're locating those assets, you know, that can add between zero and 60 basis points. And then your spending strategy, your, your order of your withdrawals and which accounts you're taking them from, that can add between zero and 1.2%. So, uh, you know, every relationship that we have isn't the same, just like every financial advisor's relationship isn't the same with their clients. So we add value to some clients in other places that isn't even on this list. But, uh, you know, there is a quantifiable, and the, and the regulators are okay with it, with Vanguard. Vanguard producing these numbers because Vanguard has the data, right? They have advisors and they have retail investors and they can see quantifiably the difference in performance. So, you know, we get questions about our fee, but if net of our fee, we're going to do better for you by 3% a year, doesn't that there's an, make sense? Another key component of the study that sort of acknowledges that difference between total return and income investing, and they don't quantify it, but uh, they point out that that's huge value in a lot of instances where clients invest for quote income if you want to sign up for our e-newsletter uh we send those out in the middle and end of every month it's a short video where josh and i talk about markets go to our website northwestquadrantwallet.com send us an email let us know you'd like to be added to the e-newsletter list when we come back we'll tackle your emails stick around sign up for our e-news today Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Property that requires great equipment and want a dealer you can count on that's been selling and servicing reliable Kubota equipment for the past 38 years? Then choose Midstate Power Products in Redmond for all of your Kubota equipment needs. Their full line of Kubota tractors, mowers, and construction equipment are sure to help with any task. Don't forget about their parts and service department that is knowledgeable and will help with any parts you need. Come visit the elite Kubota dealer in your area. Stop in or check them out at platequipment.com or visit Midstate Power Products located at 3290 South Highway 97 in Redmond. At Food for Less, local is what we are, and local is who we love. This year, we're putting our money where your loyalty is. Despite rising costs and supply chain issues, the holiday meal deal is back. Food for 
The best holiday meal deal in town is at your locally owned Food for Less. An 8 to 10 pound turkey, 5 pounds of russet potatoes, 2 cans of veggies, can of olives, 2 packages gravy mix, stuffing mix, and dinner rolls for just $24.98. That's right, just $24.98. As grocery costs continue to rise, how can we still offer this amazing deal, you ask? We may be taking a loss on this, but it's our gift to the community that has supported us since 1985. Be sure and look for other great values in-store and online. Keep your money circulating locally. Support each other and have a great holiday season. Food for less. Cascade Village Shopping Center, Bend. I'm Gail, and this is my Home Share Oregon story. I needed a little help making my house payments, and Brenda needed a place to live that she could afford. When we matched our profiles on HomeShare Oregon, it turned out to be perfect. We share meals, we share workout in the garden, we share walking the dogs. I think the companionship is one of my favorite things. HomeShare Oregon is a free website service that matches people who want to share their home with a housemate who needs a safe and affordable place to call home. And it's working. Just ask Brenda. What I would say to someone who's considering doing home sharing is do it. It's affordable. It's safe. It's a wonderful thing. I, I can't believe I didn't think about it prior to this. I'm so grateful that I happened upon that website. Uh, it really did change my life. For more information, go to homeshareoregon.org. That's homeshareoregon.org. This message has been sponsored by Homeshare Oregon, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. If it leaks, plugs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. If water doesn't flow where it's supposed to go, it can be a real bummer. Severson will get it done. Your Central Oregon plumber will treat your home like it's ours. That's our duty. We're the guys in the blue booties. If it leaks, plugs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. Over due to popular demand. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2022 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates. This week and only Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free admission. Free parking. Free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspasale.com. You're listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. Back over there, he's Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. This time of year, it's not so beautiful for me, but I have to get through it. Um, so this is pretty interesting. This comes from Charlie Bellello. Uh, excuse me. In August of 2020, ExxonMobil was removed from the Dow. So you, you all know, hopefully, that the Dow is a collection of 30 businesses. It is a terrible index, but it's still the one that is talked about the most. Uh, everywhere all the time and it's uh, it's the terrible replication of you know representation of the US economy but it's still used so the Dow in uh, August of 2020 was Exxon was removed from the Dow and replaced with a company called Salesforce which is a contact management database company it is a great company but uh, they're vastly different companies when you think about what they do Um, and since that date since August of 2020 ExxonMobil has gained 220% their stock versus a 43% loss for Salesforce. Um, and so I'm, I'm highlighting this uh, for a couple of reasons. The Dow's a terrible index to follow, uh, but 
The other reason I'm highlighting it is the shift we're seeing uh, from these growth stocks that were doing fabulously in a low interest rate environment to companies, old line businesses, value companies that do earn their costs of capital, that have good balance sheets, that might pay a dividend. Uh, that is the market leadership, and it's pretty distinct and pretty clear. And growth has outperformed value for so long uh, that you know we really think that a lot of you are overlooking a lot of high quality value stocks that are really cheap, especially relative to growth and remember if we 're in this sort of in higher inflationary environment, higher interest rate environment going forward, which is more, more likely than not, uh, you do not want to have a portfolio loaded with these names because if if the history repeats itself and it 's not going to repeat it 's going to rhyme uh, the nasdaq lost eighty percent. Uh, from 2000 to 2002. And multiples compressed for nine years following the, the, the peak of that bubble. And yeah, when the, the, the NASDAQ got back to its peak in 2015. Yeah. And so uh, th th those are the same. I mean, it's, it's his, it looks the same. You just replace the name, but the multiples are even worse this time. And so if you have a portfolio of those names and you think that stuff's going to come back, uh, that's a really risky bet to make, especially if you're over 50 years old and this is retirement money or, more importantly, if you're retired. Your, if you have a financial advisor in, that has you in this stuff, he or she is doing you a huge disservice, and I would uh, maybe shop that person. We call. I mean, we 2022 in general has sort of been. We've called it. We did a new news about this, but it's the revenge of the old economy, and a lot of those businesses that were left for dead are in fact returning to uh, their historical weightings. And if you believe in one thing in markets, it's mean reversion. If you give something a long enough time horizon, it almost always reverts to the mean. It's just like Revenge of the Nerds. These, these value stocks are, <laughs> are nerds, and they're boring, uh, but they work, especially in this environment. Take it from somebody who knows, because I'm a nerd. Uh, Brian F. here in Central Oregon. Brian, you probably know who you are. Asks us this, my wife and I have been planning on buying a house on the coast, but we're waiting for prices to come down, which is finally starting to happen. We're going to have to get a mortgage for half the cost of the house, and now mortgage rates are much higher. Do you think if we wait longer, mortgage rates will come down? Uh, well, let me get out my crystal ball, Brian. No, so here's what I would say to you. Uh, you know... <laughs> House prices come. The price of the house coming down more is something I would be banking much more on rather than mortgage rates going back to where they were. I would, I would, you know, if they come down, they're not going to go back to three percent or under three percent. That's for sure. Uh, and so, you know, even if they go from seven to six or seven to five and a half, that's still materially higher. I don't think that's going to happen. They might settle somewhere north of six, but I would plan mentally for paying somewhere north of six percent on the mortgage where you're going to make more money in terms of like your monthly payment is on the price of the house coming down more. So the hard part is uh, take it from somebody who's learning this lesson. Um, it, you know, y you mentioned your wife, uh, happy wife, happy life. So if you wait too long and get, try to get this timing right and you don't get the house at all, um, your wife will be mad and then none of this conversation will, will matter that you're having with us. So think about it in those terms. You're, you're going to make more probably on the house declining in price more than you are on rates going back down to some level. Uh, I mean, if rates go back there, we're in a really tough spot. <laughs> the cost of the house, you might not even need to get a mortgage at that point because the price will come down so much. So hopefully that helps. I mean, you know, we're, that you're asking me to predict the relatively short-term future in interest rates. And uh, the one thing that I know I'm not good at or anybody on the planet is predict predicting short-term rates in any market or movements in any market. Uh, all right. We got a, an email from a Greg also in Central Oregon. Um, here, Josh, you can answer this. You guys often talk about rebalancing investment accounts. It's been a crazy year for my 401k. How do I know when it's time for me to rebalance my 401k? Uh, well, there's different ways you can approach it. Um, you know, it really matters when in rebalancing that you're rebalancing into or out of a security that did what you wanted it to do uh, when you're trying to rebalance. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you own some broad market bond index and you're rebalancing into stocks, uh, your bond index is down almost commensurate with the stock sell-off this year. So would a rebalance make a lot of sense in that instance? 
probably not. If you had maybe, say, stable value as your fixed income exposure in your 401k, then, of course, you'd be selling an asset that was of constant value to buy stocks at a low, and that would make be a rebalance that, that made sense. You know, there's two ways you look at it. The proportions of what you own deviate too much from what you first wanted them to be, uh, or it's been a really long time. And, uh, you know, a Vanguard has done a lot of work and 18 to 24 months is usually the ideal uh, opportunity for rebalancing. We, for instance, did a rebalance at the end of last year uh, because stocks had run up dramatically in 2021 and uh, we wanted to reduce risk. But uh, if your both your fixed income and your equity exposure is down this year, an equivalent or near equivalent amount, I don't know that that's something that necessarily makes sense to rebalance in. Uh, but uh, this is a tough answer, and it really well. You're assuming he owns fixed income. What yeah. I'd say is, the, is what Josh mentioned. The when you're out, so you pick, Greg. You picked, and everybody out there listening, you pick some allocation, right? And so, whether it's 100 percent equities, 100 percent fixed, assuming that you have uh, some asset allocation between one of those two things, um, you have an allocation so much to large cap, so much to small cap, international, all of that stuff. And so all of those markets are moving independently of one another, and so you're going to have different performances from each asset class, whether it's some bonds, some stocks, or all stocks. All, you know, if you have a portfolio of just stocks, uh, you know, different markets have moved different amounts this year pretty dramatically, value versus growth, large versus small, all of those things. And so if you have even a diversified portfolio of stocks, uh, mutual funds in your 401k, there's a good chance that you're pretty far Especially like if Josh said, like when Josh said, if you haven't done it in a while, there's a really good chance that the original allocation that you picked, and you picked it hopefully for a reason, you've deviated. Your portfolio has deviated dramatically from that. So you can rebalance back to that. But if that's true and you haven't done it in a long time, what you need to start with is, you know, you need to start to create rules, and that's how we rebalance is based on our rules. And so the beginning of the rule is saying, okay, here's my asset allocation. Uh, and you have to have a, a specific reason why you're coming up with your asset allocation. It can't just be a hodgepodge of different funds based on their most recent performance. You have to say, okay, I own these assets in my 401k or IRA or whatever it might be for a very specific reason. That's the beginning of it. And then you say, okay, now based on that, these are my rules. I'm going to rebalance, like Josh said, every 18 or 24 months if, if I don't deviate too much. Or anytime my allocations get 5% or more from my original allocations, I'm going to rebalance. And so those are the things you need to be thinking about when you build your portfolio one and then your strategy for rebalancing your account to hopefully increase returns over time and reduce risk. Because whether you're 100% stock or 50% stock, um, it, it, all of these things still apply uh, in terms of your rebalancing strategy. So hopefully, Greg, that and I, you know, as we talked about in the last segment, like the rebalancing adds somewhere around a third of a percentage point in uh, annualized returns over time, which compounded over decades is a dramatic amount of money. So you need to approach it thoughtfully. All right, if you'd like to be part of the program, if you have a question or comment, call us. The number here is 877-670-7117, or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, click on the Contact Us button. When we come back, we're going to talk to you about what you should be doing or consider doing with your excess cash. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Due to popular demand, this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Save thousands. Be advised. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2022 inventory ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County 
Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free admission. Free parking. Free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center, Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hottubandswimspasale.com. Plato Travel Plaza. Food, fuel, and fun. After a long day and you want to play, get your mind off of the road. Have a great meal, try our slot machines. Life's good on the plateau. Quick stop anytime, gets you everything under the sun. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Food, fuel, and fun? At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras, you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the Plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. When my little girl has a stuffy nose, she just can't rest. Mom! And neither can I. So I use Vicsinex Children's Saline Nasal Mist to instantly clear her mucus right at the source. It provides fast, drug-free relief from everyday stuffy noses. <sighs> it's relief for both of us. Vicsinex Children's Saline. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. If you'd like to get a free retirement review from one of the said team members, either me or Josh, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. If you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office to get a free retirement review. Scheduled number is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Let us know you'd like a free retirement review. And then you can finally come and see why we have faces for the radio. You look like uh, Sam Bankman Freed, <laughs> a red-haired version. I think you have more proportions like he has, actually. <laughs> oh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know who that is, Google him, and then you'll find that statement I'm funny. just going to my polycon. Yeah. Uh, Apple, Microsoft, and Amazon. Uh, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, and Meta. So Alphabet's Google, and Meta is Facebook. That's so ridiculous. They changed their names. Anyways, uh, have lost more than $3 trillion with a T in market value this year. Uh, that has cut their weighting in the S&P 500 index to about 19%. Uh, it reached a record of 24% in September of 2020. So uh, the reason we talk about that and the reason we bring it up is we, at the time when it was a quarter of the index, five stocks made up a quarter of the index. Remember, I should state that the S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index, meaning – uh, the bigger you are, the more influence you have on the index. Uh, and so when you think about uh, Apple, for example, biggest company in the world, has the most influence on the S&P, where the Dow is a price-weighted index, meaning the price of your stock depend determines how much you move the Dow. And so um, in a market-cap-weighted index, you know, if you go back and you look at the leaders of the S&P, the biggest companies in the S&P, uh, they're pretty far down the list, and some of them don't even exist anymore. And so um, the reason we are not proponents of picking individual stocks 
is because the next five names, let's say, let's say 10 years from now, uh, most likely these names, these five names won't be in the top five. There'll be new companies that are somewhere down in the, on the S&P 500 that will take their place. And maybe you know what those companies are. I don't know. Josh doesn't know. Uh, if he does, he's not telling me. Um, and so the point is, is the index, by indexing, it takes care of that process for you because you will own that name, but you will own it in the index. And as, as it gets bigger, uh, it will become a bigger part of your portfolio. If you're trying to pick those names, good luck. It's incomprehensible to think peak market caps back January 4th uh, of this year, Apple being $3 trillion, you know, almost the size of the German economy. It, uh, those market caps were absolutely astonishing, and the larger law of large numbers, of course, it's very difficult to move the needle on those big businesses, hence uh, their relative failure compared to those other constituents that grow to be larger as they succeed. So why, you ask yourself, is the Fed going to continue to hike interest rates? Well, one is the inflation situation, and it's really the biggest. Um, and so uh, how are we going to know when the Fed is done? Well, one guidepost will be when wages have outplaced inflation again, uh, something that we haven't seen for 19 months in a row, which is a record. So uh, inflation has outpaced wage growth by ni for 19 straight months, which has never happened before, including if you look back to the 70s, uh, which means the decline in American prosperity and the American workers' uh, standard of living erodes their purchasing power. Um, and it's one of the biggest reason, you know, all these doofuses on CNBC and Fox, all these different channels, financial channels can have all these reasons for why the Fed can stop. But ultimately, uh, the, the, this situation with inflation far outpacing wage growth is really painful for the American consumer. And that, that they're going to have to keep raising rates until that number switches. And uh, and so that's that will be one guidepost you can look at. And we're kind of a little way, quite a ways away from uh, wages keeping up with Well, inflation. and you see like how the, the concern of the market ultimately shifts from rising interest rates to earnings. And there's uh, it hits earnings when there's margin compression as a result of uh, demands of the labor working within the businesses themselves. And uh, people are not going to be satisfied with uh, earning less in real terms uh, as each year progresses. And uh, the labor shortage gets worse in the decade to come as more and more baby boomers exit the labor force. And that's going to lead to corporate margin compression, which has been Corporate margins are just off all-time highs and uh, potentially more margin pressure to come in these next couple quarters. But also systemically higher interest rates. These ideas, yeah. these, all these people that think rates are going back the other direction Which, are crazy. And, and all will be ultimately, the I think, the positive legacy of COVID is, you know, we emerge from it with a return to, quote, normalcy uh, as it relates to the discount rate, which is better for all of us because it ameliorates that inequality that has been you know, the driver of a lot of societal tension that we've and seen. And it means people Josh's age have to start businesses that actually make money at some point. They can't just burn cash and it's called, be worth $4 billion. The insanity <laughs> of you know, it, markets can be irrational longer than you can be solvent is one of the old adages of markets. And to think that people my age in their mid-30s have spent their entire professional career working for companies with dozens of billions of market cap that have never made a dollar in profit. Flow, yeah. that, that's astonishing, but it, it literally went for a decade and a half, and it's still going to be a while until we revert to that dynamic where uh, those businesses have to make money or they won't exist. What a novel idea. Okay, so we know uh, by looking at data and talking to clients and prospective clients that there's still a lot of cash on the sidelines at banks, at credit unions, wherever it might be. Uh, and, you know, for the longest time, there was really no other option for that money. It didn't really make sense to chase your tail to try to find a little bit higher rate. Well, guess what? That has changed, and it's, ha it's changed in the bond market, um, and it's changed because we're seeing this unwinding of all this uh, central bank stimulus. You're not seeing it necessarily quite at your bank yet. You're seeing moves up a little bit, but really you're seeing it in the bond market. And so I'm looking at the yield curve right now, the treasury market. You can buy a one-year U.S. government bond 
uh, that's going to pay you uh, what's the it's going to pay you four point six eight percent for a one year government bond U.S. Treasury that's risk free and the yield on that Treasury is free from state taxes. So if you live in the state of Oregon, you don't have to pay taxes on the yield of that Treasury. And so for the longest time, if you went out a year in a CD, you got essentially nothing. Money markets paid nothing, uh, but there is finally yield to be had in the bond market and it's mostly because we had unprecedented levels of government intervention specifically by the central bank and the US Treasury in the markets uh, to keep rates artificially low well now that's unwinding uh, and rates the bond market is trading as you know as if it's sh- the way it should without this huge buyer in the market and that's why we're seeing the yield the short end of the yield curve spike and so if you're one of these people that has lots of excess uh, cash kicking around, you can finally do something about it and actually get a, an attractive yield. You know, you have $100,000 in a treasury for a year, you're going to get $4,680 uh, and that's going to be state tax-free where before you got essentially nothing. So uh, there is finally yield in the bond market. It pays to stay short. Uh, and so one year or less, U.S. Treasury is risk-free. Uh, there is, it is, it is one of. Like Josh said the good news is of from the coronavirus being over is that we're going to finally see some return to normalcy. Which, for a lot of you that are very risk-averse and and uh, you know like to invest in low-risk securities, you are finally finally going to get paid, not in real terms, but you're finally going to get <laughs> some return. All right, if you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a short. A five or six minute video in the middle and end of every month. We did one last week. Uh, go to our website if you want to get added to that list. Uh, NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. Click on the contact us. Say add me to your e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to talk about international developed stock markets. Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest spots on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 